Welcome to the Brutally Honest Podcast. Today we are sponsored by the Nerds That Care, serving all of your IT needs from Montauk to New York City. They do everything from fix your computers all the way up to managed services. They will provide system security as well as many other variations of technology and software solutions. And that's it. So, welcome to the Brutally Honest Podcast with Harrison Barron. Today, I am joined by two friends. This is a fucking treat right now. I have Tim Rodriguez and Billy Alvaro. Yes, sir. You got it right. In the fucking studio today. (laughs) So, everybody should just be as amped up as I am because these guys came in all hot and heavy. Not hot and bothered, hot and heavy uh, to do a podcast. So, fucking... uh, This guy's out of his mind, huh? (laughs) I I told you, don't... It gets better. Out of his mind. No, it's it's only going to get better. I'm so excited. The um, so, Billy, you from what I've understood, flip properties, houses, and obviously Tim knows. For anybody that's listened prior, uh, Tim is a international shipping uh, guru. Um, he kind of sails the seven seas yeah, uh, from his office. Yeah, right. <laughs> so um, we kind of know Tim's story, Bill. You want to fill us in on how you got into flipping? Flipping. I heard some crazy story before. You share what you want to share, what you feel comfortable with. I'll just, yeah, I'll just share a little bit. You can pick my brain, whatever we can right. talk about. You, Tim, feel free to jump no, in no, at no, any please. point. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, I was in the mortgage banking business years back. You know, everybody knows about mortgage banks, right? Yeah, they all went out of business. I was one of them. <laughs> so I, I owned one of those. Types. I owned one of those big banks that went under. So we opened up back in '99. It was a small brokerage company, and I'll just fast forward. We, you know, we aggressively grew that company, and by 2004, we were in Inc. 500 magazine. We were the 136 fastest growing company in America. Holy shit! Yeah, we we blew the crap out of the company quickly, but as quick as it grew, it also imploded. The, the the lights just went out in this place. Yeah. What the uh, hell is going on here? I have no I'm fucking idea. I'm in the idea. dark. We are gonna, in the dark. Tim's in, Tim looks like Tim's investigating. Hold on. Let's find out. Uh, all right. Hold on. <laughs> all right. We fixed the light situation. Yeah, good. So so we, uh, as quick as we grew, we imploded. We, in 2000, late 2006, we were up at doing about $40 million in revenue. We had 950 employees. We were taking the company public. And as we were taking the company public, the market started to slow down, and we, we went upside down. We started losing a ton of money. And the bottom line is we went out of business. It, it, it cost 950 employees their jobs. We had to close down 42 offices. But what they say, what doesn't kill you makes you stronger. In my case, that's 100% true. I went through about three years of just tough, tough times mentally, physically. It was just challenging. I had $14 million in lawsuits and judgments and issues. Jesus. that I, it, was, it was tough, dude. I had the sheriffs at my house every day for probably about a year serving me papers to get sued. It was trying emotionally. It was one of the toughest times. One of the toughest things I ever went through. But I got through it, right? Yeah, well, I, congratulations I had, for making through that. I had to deal with it, man. I came close to just exiting it all out, but I, I pulled through and I got my head out of my ass. And uh, it was in 2009, July 4th, 2009, when I decided to get into this business, the flipping business. It was actually at the... At the push of my wife, Mary, she just got in my head and she's like, listen, get off the, ho- the couch, stop drinking the beers, and go do something with yourself. And, mm-hmm. and, it was, and it was a whole story behind it, but it was at that moment that I realized I got to get into something and it was flipping houses. And I had no money, had no credit, had no job, had nothing at that time, and I was $14 million in debt, right? So I had oh. to figure out how to get myself out of that and start making money again. And I figured it out. I went back out and just went to my roots. I went bare bone right to the, right to the street. I started hustling money. I raised a couple of a uh, couple of hundred thousand dollars from friends and family. They put money into a deal. 
I bought a property, renovated it, sold it, made 60 grand, and then the rest is history. Now we're doing between, right now we're averaging about 12 properties a month. Sometimes we're doing 16 properties a month. God damn. And it's, uh, it's a real business. You know, we turned it into a deal by deal basis to now we have a nice small company. I'll never be as large as I was with, with Global. You know, we have yeah, 11 yeah. employees. And uh, we have a great company. I still have my first hire from seven years ago. She's still with me. Still have my second hire. Have my third hire. So I've only let go two employees in the last seven years. Damn. And you know, it's the That's way awesome we though. bring people in. Yeah. Holy great shit. Great business. Have a radio show. We started a radio show on 103.9. Saturday and Sunday, 12 to 12.30. So make sure you dial in and listen to it. (laughs) (laughs) Dial in. Dial in, baby. Listen to it on 103.9, the old WRCN. (laughs) (laughs) Called Cashing Out. Oh, that's the name of the show? Yeah, Cashing Out. That's pretty cool, man. Cashing Out with Billy Alvaro and Wayne Hawthorne. Yeah, it's a great show. It's a lot of fun. That is sick. Good shit. So now, how do you guys know each other? Because Tim introduced me to you. We, we met at a gay dating site. Him and I hooked up years ago. <laughs> <No>, dude, <laughs> that's, that's crazy because that's how me and Tim met. Really? Oh, yeah. That's crazy shit. Three sometime, huh? <laughs> <laughs> oh, no, my God. You know, I don't know how to help. Tim and I, I think actually Tim was selling a property to call me up. And him and, listen, he's got a good personality. Yeah. I have a good personality. We just hit it off. Yeah, yeah I'm a Next shitty, you know, I'm a shitty just, human. I have a terrible <laughs> yeah, personality. Yeah, you're, you're a complete oh. asshole, by the way. <laughs> I met you for the first 10 minutes like, who's this bald asshole? This bald, fat, and ugly dude. Fuck, I don't want to be on his show You're anymore. fucking nerd of all nerds. Tim, why would you fucking bring me here, man? I know. I walked in, I'm like, what am I getting myself into? I'm sitting in the dark in a fucking closet. What the hell am I doing here? It's like, hey, dating website. When you, when you said uh, match up, yeah, that's what yeah. you agreed to. Right. Fucking funny. No, but we just hit it off. We became friends a couple yeah. years back. And, you know, we just, it's just, you know, you want to, you want to be around good people. Absolutely. Tim's a good dude. Absolutely. It's one of those things where we don't see each other all the time. This time's like, we'll go months. We won't even, and all of a sudden we right. just right, pick right back up where we started. That's fucking yeah. awesome. Yeah. That's probably my favorite. I don't want to say my favorite kind of friendships, but that's something that I think is go, that goes under the radar way too much of those friendships that they might, they know, I don't want to say dry out, but it's like, you know they're there. Yeah. You, you just need to. Left off. Yep. You just gotta pick right back up. Right. Knock on that door. Shoot that text message. Whatever it is, and it's just like nothing ever happened. Correct. Like there's no time in between. Yeah. Just, just rolling right through. Yeah. The um, damn. That's so funny how you guys know each other and and this gay dating website that now we're all part of. Yeah. Gay well. porn's awesome. <laughs> <laughs> Billy does, Billy does not hold back in case yeah. you cannot. This, this is somehow like going to come back. Gay midgets are the best. <laughs> <laughs> uh, this is that nobody's going into politics, right? Everybody, no. You forget, forget about it. it. I'm not oh, ready for anything, man. It would toss me right the fuck out. <laughs> hey, Harrison looks like a good uh, good guy. Let's uh, let's go through those podcasts. Uh, no, yeah, disqualified immediately. <laughs> yeah, you're done. Uh, you're done. F- f- future employers. Um Hey, uh, could you send us a resume? Yeah, sure. Uh, we Googled your name and this podcast came up. Yeah, you're definitely never getting hired. <laughs> so, I mean, I don't think you have anything to worry about. All of your one listeners are going to be listening out there. So. <laughs> all, all, all one. one. <laughs> and it's your mom, so we'll, let's keep it clean for mommy. <laughs> Too late for that. Shit. <laughs> The, yeah, we googled it and it didn't come up. Yeah, you must nobody nobody must listen. Okay, all right, yeah, fair enough. It's gonna go one of two very very far extremes. So funny, man. So how did you get into this? Your podcast, I mean, what what got you into this? Um, well, I figured that I know three things in life. I know how to bartend. Uh, me and Tim share that in common. The, me too. Uh, I'm a bartender. Are you really? Oh yeah, man. Oh, down in Florida, shit, man. South Florida. Nice oh, yeah. man. Four uh, years. Really? All right. Got laid, got laid like crazy down there. 
Yeah. Well, well, that's good. If yes. you didn't, I'd probably be a little concerned. You're in, you're like, time, you're South in the Florida. best right. spot oh ever. Oh, my God. On the water, it was a great time. Um, but I had just – I was like, all right, I know computers pretty well. I'm, I'm going to school for it. I know how to talk to people because that kind of comes with the bartending. Yeah, you got a personality. And, uh, and I know how to bartend. And I was like, well, bartending is paying the bills, but it's not something I can retire on. Um, I should probably kind of go get one of those quote-unquote real jobs. Um, and then I was like, I kind of know how to talk to people, so I should probably try to do a podcast. And I, and I listen to them frequently, and I, and I learn a lot. Um, other than that, I, I didn't learn that much in college. Um, <laughs> so I just listened to a bunch of podcasts, and my buddy Cameron, who was on the show, and we just got a little too fucking wild, so it's a little too crazy to post. I might, maybe down the road. But um, I, he had called me up one night, and he was like, hey, dude, you should do a podcast. We should do the podcast. Like You've been talking about it for months. You never pulled the trigger on it, and I was a fucking bitch. And I actually talked about this in one of my episodes where um, just pulling the trigger, just saying yes and doing it. And I was like, you know what? Fuck it. Went online that night, tried to do some research, bought a bunch of shit, plugged it all in, kind of made it work, revisit, and then now this is what it is. Good for you. And um, How long have you been doing it for? I've been doing this podcast for about three months, and I've been doing. I did the old one for about a year. Good for you, man. Yeah, so it's um, fun, right? I mean, you go out there. You oh, I love this. Shit. This is the greatest shit ever. Yeah, it's uh, it's always a party. I get to meet super interesting people, uh, people that I well, I probably would have never met. And uh, the coolest thing too is all, even though I only have one listener, people are talking about it. <laughs> <laughs> that one listener talks to people. <laughs> um, so people like now it's people are like, oh, you have a podcast? I heard you have a podcast, and I'm like. Oh well, yeah, and they're like, oh, can I be on? And now I can almost kind of say no, where nice. it's like, I don't think you're going to be a really good uh, guest. I could oh, not nothing against you. I just don't think that you'd be a good fit for for this right. and this atmosphere. And they're like, oh, really? I'm like, I just can you? Do you think you can keep up an hour and a half conversation on interesting shit? No, probably not. Well, then you just disqualified yourself. Thank uh, you. <laughs> you did the work for me, <laughs> right? <laughs> and uh, but yeah, that's pretty much how how it went. And I just and then James, uh, the CEO of Nerds. Was like, dude, take the room, convert it however you need. And You're talking about James Rocker, yeah, I love that last name, <laughs> the Rocker. Billy, Billy meets James, and James has been on here, and Billy's like, keep on fucking rocking on, man. <laughs> He's like, fucking rock on, and I was like, oh, this guy, this is gonna be ridiculous. I'm so excited to have this podcast, and uh, so yeah, kind of just threw some shit together, um, piece by piece, and I've just been. Converting the room from a, literally a storage closet to yeah, I, you could, uh, probably she probably get like AC in here or something because it's fucking hot. I know, I know. Well, I don't think anybody's <laughs> still at the. Uh, there, there's still one person at the office. In like 15 minutes, we can open the door because uh, you might be on the phone. But um, yeah, I need AC in here. That's for sure. Oh, yeah. I'm actually that, the whole goal is for me to sweat the fat off. <laughs> sweat. The yeah. Fat. I like, well, I'm gonna I, blow you out in about five minutes because I got some gas, bro. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So this closet's gonna be a rock. <laughs> Oh, I'm so looking forward to this. We're doing the podcast from the parking lot is where we're going to Yeah, you'll be dialing <laughs> in, right? Set up a little fan in yeah, the door exactly. just to circulate the air out. Let's get it out of here. Uh, yeah, that is one of my... I have to think about how I'm going to cool this room, but yes. What is this? This looks like a vent. It is. Uh, actually, we could probably turn on the AC. Uh, hold you don't on. have to do it. Nah, you don't have to do you sure? it. sure? Yeah, bro. You sure? I'm just you you guys could keep going. It's cool. Yeah. I'm sweating my fat off, too. Don't worry about yeah, it. Yeah, I'm good. I'm good. If it starts to really sweat, you start getting drips on top of you, then we'll turn it on. 
Uh, me, I'll go and uh, this is this is helping me. It is. Right? <laughs> this is yeah. This will make me feel better tomorrow morning because I had a donut today and I I need to lose that donut. <laughs> right. This is my method. This is it. Yeah, I was doing Sweat a it out. yeah. I was doing a uh, a ketogenic diet and people have heard me talk about it. It's no <laughs> carbs. It's like literally no carbs or almost no carbs, uh, no sugar and very light like milk. I'll use like a little bit of half and half of my coffee once a day and that's it. So it's similar to paleo. Similar. Yeah. So it's very similar to paleo. I've been on paleo for the last year. Phenomenal. Oh, I believe it. I lost like 32 pounds. Oh, holy shit, man. My body fat went from 33% down to 9.5. Body fat. God damn. I gained, I can't remember how much muscle I gained. I think he said I gained like 22 pounds of muscle, lost 33-something pounds of fat, and I'm down to like 202 right now. I feel the best I've ever felt. That's amazing. 47 years old, I feel, I'm up, I sleep five hours a night, I have more energy than I've ever had. You sleep five hours a night? I feel like a fucking animal, dude. He's a vampire. Dude, that's sick. I feel like sick. an animal, dude. Feel Sometimes, the end of the week, Thursday, Friday, I'm usually sleeping like six, six and a half hours because mm-hmm. I'm just worn out from, you yeah, know, yeah, yeah. But it's uh, it's a good way to um, to live, man, because you get more life. You get more hours of the day that you're on. No, absolutely. And, when, and uh, doing your shit. I was in, I was, you can test yourself for ketosis, and I have like little strips I have to piss on, and it, and it tells you approximately how many uh, ketones you have in your blood. And um, I was... I was shredding, just shredding weight. I'm down like 15, 20 pounds now. And, uh, but drinking doesn't work with ketogenics at all. At all. Not even close. Like, I, I haven't had a, a couple beers kick you out. Year and a half, I haven't had a drink. Wow. I stopped every, I went, I went like hardcore health. Did you have a problem? Do you mind if I ask? No, you no, no. I listen. I, my problem is I'm, I'm, I'm aggressive with everything. Like, I do everything a lot. But mm. I wasn't drinking six days a week, but I was drinking two, three days a week. Yeah. Whether it's three, four, five drinks, and I'm working out, it doesn't go. Oh, yeah. And working out in the booze just doesn't do it. Mm-hmm. So I met with this guy over in – this guy's actually phenomenal. He has a company in uh, in Selden, and uh, J.P. Verdesco, right? So okay. I met this guy. He did – you ever hear of an RMR? An RMR? RMR test and a VO2 max? I feel like Dr. Barron talked about that. All right, so this is sick. This changed my whole entire being. Is this where they test your blood to figure out what is going to help and hurt your blood? No, this guy actually tests. You have to, like, you're, I don't know how many calories you're eating, but you need to know what your calorie burn is on a daily basis. The only way to find that is to get your RMR done, resting metabolic rate. So they hook you up to this Mm. apparatus, this machine. They figure out how many calories you're burning. So you might be on a diet of 2,200 calories a day, but if you're only burning 1,800, you're going to gain weight. So no matter you, what, yeah, no matter what, default. you really need to know what your burn rate is before you go on any type of diet. Mm-hmm. So this guy is like a mad scientist. He put together this whole program, this RMR, tested my VO2 max, which is the oxygen intake, how much, how, how you bo- your body burns oxygen. Mm-hmm. And I was all fucked up. Within six months of being with this guy, putting me on the diet, giving me the right macronutrients and everything that I have to eat, I've, I've literally like transformed my – I feel like I'm 22 years old again. That's ins- Mentally and physically – the best I've ever felt. That's insane. I was talking to Dr. Barron. He went through, and I think, uh, Tim, you know Dr. Barron, and he was on the show prior, and what a fucking genius that man is. So incredibly smart. He does a test where he'll test, like, what is going to hurt your body, what is going to prevent it from performing at its max. Um, So, like, some people have coffee, some has milk, some has almonds, whatever it is. Not that you're allergic, but it'll impede your ability. Right. Uh, We talked about... um, chemicals and all these different things and one of the things you said that i'm thinking about doing and i probably will do in the next couple of weeks is uh, a new bed i don't did you get a new bed when you started your uh i did not he, he said there's a, this where, bed where is he located at this guy he is Local? in smithtown yeah i want to definitely get his name and number after this um i will pass it on actually his card's sitting around yeah, he's somewhere. great he's not, my fiance uses him he's phenomenal yeah anything with the blood and, and measuring i get my blood done every four months i get okay. everything tested but yep. 
I'm not having them tell me what I should and should not eat or put in my body. Yeah. No, he'll go through what is affecting your body because there's certain things that you'll eat and immediately you blow up, your stomach hurts, whatever the case is. But like mine's other beer, things. I'm pretty certain, but I just love beer. He just keeps drinking. Yeah. We can't <laughs> stop I'm not stopping We it. try to stop him, <laughs> but it doesn't stop mine, I tell you, one of the reasons why I did stop drinking beer is I'm highly allergic to gluten. Like yes. fucking gluten in my body yeah, is yeah. I I'll die like it kills really me. my brain swells can't think it's almost like I'm bipolar I can't think straight I, I become like a different person my eyeballs get red and I shit my brains out it's a fucking horrible horrible yeah. thing with oh me. I'm not I'm not uh, what do you call it celiac right. yeah but I just have a severe allergy to gluten there's a severe. lot of that going on yeah there's a lot but with Dr. Barron some of the things that he was saying was and with Lee is that there's certain foods that you can eat that won't affect you right now. But it'll affect you like two, three days later. Yeah, so it's you have no idea why. And he does this all through the blood. Yep. Yeah, he does. Uh, he does a blood test, whatever. Um, Sends you out for like a panel. Yep, and it gives you it tests for if I remember correctly about 150 different yeah. foods. So it could be like he was. T- he was telling Listen, me a story. I'm sold. I want. To, I want to go see this guy. Anything with health that's going to benefit me, I'm in. Yeah, dude. I mean, I'm in. he's a mad. This guy's a mad, mad scientist. scientist. Oh my! And he's so fucking smart. Yeah. Like I'm probably one of the most. In his, like we were talking, I've talked, I've talked about Tim about being specialist in certain fields. Like not only is this guy a specialist, he's a fucking expert yeah. in what he does. Like he is so like just because he's a doctor, yeah, but he is so fucking so like a blade as sharp as it could be. So what is his is his specialty? What kind of a doctor is he? He's a doctor in chiropractic, but he has now he still does chiropractic, but he does um, health and wellness too. Mm-hmm. And he was telling me about these beds that's made over in I think Long Beach, uh, New York. And they're they have this uh, they're made with a fuck I can't remember the name of it but there's a coating on it and he goes when you sleep it like drains your body because it's like not doing shit right between your bed and you and it kind of like absorbs nutrients kind of like um, you ever hear salt caves yeah it's kind of like that but a negative effect he goes this shit you sleep on it and it like helps your body keep that fucking whatever the hell it keeps in you to keep you. Like more sharp, more ready to go. Like it's incredible, hmm. and uh, I'm Did super you buy excited. The bed? I didn't buy it yet. I'm still a broke college student for like another like three weeks. <laughs> until I just started working full time again. So, um, but uh, I'm so excited to get it, and I want to try it out so bad. Hmm. He goes, it's like a night and day difference when you swap. You, you can hear him. He's on. He's on the other podcast. Yeah, you you can hear his whole. It's yeah. Like, I want to. I want to go meet this guy. Yeah, yeah. dude. How old of a guy is he? He's probably your age. So like thirty six. <laughs> no, he's uh, I would say probably right around forty. Four, yeah, all right. yeah, so, good. good. I mean, give or take. I don't know. I don't. I don't know right, exactly. So he knows but, his shit. He knows. What he's oh my doing. god, so so smart. Good. So I know. I mean, some people think that health and wellness and chiropractic is bullshit. I don't. I fucking disagreed in the nines. Right. I've had now that I'm eating ketogenic or was eating ketogenic until this week, and I'm going to be starting back up next week. Um, I will. I think clear. I act faster. I don't have to. I don't have that fucking brain fog that goes on you're like hey you know you whatever should, you should stop drinking for one month just for one month I did. shits and giggles and see how you how'd you feel i felt great phenomenal oh i know it's it's amazing but it's uh, hard to give up the booze man it's the hardest thing i've ever done is give up the booze it's the, hard what now when you here's a question for you since you don't drink when you when your buddy's like oh we're going out what do you go do you I, go out i go out all you, the just, time, you just drink I, water and club soda and shit i go i drink tons of water i hydrate myself you smoke weed oh yeah oh okay yeah i well, like smoke yeah I, I eat my edibles i smoke my weed Nice. Yeah, I'm nice. an edible guy. My lollipops, my I, my gummy bears. Yeah, right. I, I like. I like yeah, my yeah. definitely helps. It mellows me the fuck out. Yeah. Yeah, because you're like up the fuck here. <laughs> uh, yeah. Wait, like, wait, like. I'm rev that fucking 20 all day long. <laughs> oh, my God. Yeah. 
I so mean, I, when yeah. I'm when I'm in ketosis, it's the exact same way. Yeah. Um, I just took this. I took this week off because I knew I went out Saturday. I went out Monday, and then I was like, "What am I going to eat healthy for a week and try to build back into ketosis?" When I know my buddy's graduating from the Air Force on Saturday. Nice. I'm like, and I'm just we're just going to get fucking loaded again. So, where are you going out? You going out to Texas? No, he's uh he's graduating from college, and in in college he's in ROTC, so it's Manhattan College, nice. and they do his whole big ceremony. He already went through uh I think boot camp because he's in ROTC. Um, so Saturday he's done, and then he'll be shipping off. Uh, I think in mid September. Um, where he's going to be doing a lot of worldly traveling Good for him. Um, in the Air Force. So I figured this, this Saturday is going to be a fucking rough one. Yeah. <laughs> and then uh, and then whatever, start come back Monday. And I was telling um, Tim we went out the other day about 4 a.m. What time do you wake up in the morning? It's 5 o'clock usually. 5 o'clock? Yeah. There's this theory behind the 4 a.m. before be, about 4 a.m. And apparently it's like the most peaceful hour of the day in your time zone. And all this like really weird shit happens, and I've woken up a handful of times at like four in the morning, and it's so weird because I could wake up at four in the morning and I feel like I lived an extra twenty four hours for the day. It's weird, isn't it? And then I can go back to sleep from five to six, and I'm like, it's a it's a second day. It's the weirdest hour of the day. If anybody hasn't done it or woken up at that time, try it you know at your own leisure. Don't do it because you have to. So I tried it. Oh, did you really? Yeah, yeah. I Holy tried shit! It. Yeah, I woke up and then I I looked at the clock. I walked around, and then I was like. Fuck Harrison, I'm going back to bed. This is bullshit. <laughs> the uh, you gotta like wake up and you gotta go. Like I've I've done like reading and mind exercises yeah. at that time yeah. a couple what, times. What's weird with me is great. I have a tendency to wake up for some fucking reason. Three thirty in the morning is my number. I wake up at three thirty in the morning a few days a week. I don't know why. I wake up. Sometimes I'll get up. I'll read a book. I'll have a cup of coffee. And if I'm up, then I'm up. But yeah. It's just it's a weird thing that three thirty number. Just I'm up. For some reason, I just I just wake up naturally around five thirty. No alarm, no not every yeah. day. It's like I just I'm up, and I can't I can't force. Lee gets pissed off at me. She's like, "Why don't you just go back to bed?" If I try to force myself to go back to sleep, You're I'll miserable. wake up like a ha- with like a hangover. hangover. It's yeah. Very tired. Yeah. I do the same, same shit happens. It's yep. your body. Just... I don't know. Like if that, I get that if I sleep too long. Yeah. Same like, thing. I slept. I oh my god! I went to bed because I've been stressed the fuck out with school and other shit, and now that school's over. And um, I, w- I went to bed at like 9.30 the other night, and I was like, you know what? I need like a solid eight, nine hours of sleep. I just got to catch up. I've been getting no sleep. I'm sleeping like garbage. Yep, just stress the fuck. Yeah, from both ends, for th- all three ends. <laughs> Figure out the third one. And, uh, dude, I slept for like nine hours, and I felt, I felt like healthier. My body was like, thanks for like stopping, but you're going to feel like a bag of dicks all day. Yeah. <laughs> and I'm like, God damn it. Like, my body's like, you still need like a full day to recuperate. Yeah, and uh, it catches up with you, though, bro. Dude, you know, I get you, I, sick every semester because you burn yourself. Just, out. Oh yeah, yeah. like every yourself. semester I'll get sick for like as soon as the as soon as school ends, it's like uh, time to fuck you for a week. Yeah, and it just I get like yeah, your body's telling you. Yep, yeah. runny nose. I feel like garbage, and then after that week, I get into a normal swing of things. Yep. But that like week, it's it just your a, ass. yeah. Oh yeah, you gotta you gotta it needs time to recuperate. Yep. You kick your ass. So. So I got a question because I know you you're like you're gonna be pressed, but why real estate? Why did you get into real estate in the first place? Holy shit! I mean, why not? Real estate is the evergreen product out there. If, if you look at and do studies on any multimillionaire or millionaire or wealthy person, what do they own? What do they have? What do they have? Real estate. So they might be in a business like they might this nerd company. Your owner of this company is making his money. If he's smart, he's gonna start investing in an asset, real estate. Mm-hmm. everybody and their mother should, I think, invest in some sort of real estate, whether it's, and listen, 
there's there's a lot of different thoughts of frame frame thoughts on this. You, I flip a lot of properties, but that's a job. Flipping properties, buying it, renovating, and selling it—it's a widget. The only way to get wealthy is by taking that money, because that's my job, flipping properties, and investing it into long-term long-term cash flow properties. So we have a small apartment building in Patchogue. A friend of mine owned that one. It's a 24-unit that we put in uh, displaced veterans. Mm. So the veterans are in there. They, they pay us a small amount of rent. It's a great cash flow property. We have about a total of 58 units right now that we have under management that it's cash flow coming in every single month. Yeah. And in 10, 15 years, those properties are going to be free and clear. We'll have... I don't know how much it's going to come into a monthly basis. I think it's like seventy something thousand dollars a month of cash coming in, free and clear. That's a lot of money. So if we have a portfolio of two hundred, three hundred, four hundred properties, oh, it's, it's it's cash flow, man. I want to be able to when I'm sixty years old, not work, not flip, not do anything, just invest my money and wake up and have my deposits in my bank account every single month. Yep. Have my management company take care of the properties and enjoy my life. Yep, absolutely. You know, so real estate to me, it's it's been my passion since I was eighteen. I went, I read my first book, which was uh, Carlton Sheets. Right, I got that first course. I think everybody in their mother, you don't know, you're too young, yeah. but you know, you you. Yeah. So Carlton know. Sheets is no money down. How to buy properties and what? And I read that whole course, and I'm like, I can do this. And I bought my first property when I was 19 years old. Holy fuck, Eagle Estates, and I put down a few thousand dollars. I borrowed money here, and mom and dad helped me out because I didn't go to college and. That property was a great rental, and then I turned around and I flipped it a few years later. I think I made like forty, thirty-eight thousand or forty-two thousand dollars, and I was bit by the bug. And I started investing. Even when I had, I was a bartender. I bought a two-family property down in Florida. Then I took that and I bought another property down in yeah. Florida. And I just always been the passion with real estate's been there. And when I lost Global, the mortgage bank. I, for three years, I didn't know what the fuck I was going to do. And it was really my wife. It was at her pushing to get me into this real estate thing. And she's like, listen, you've always had the passion mm. to get to do real estate. Just do it as a, as a business. Do it full time. And of course, my head was so far up my ass because I had $14 million in judgments. I'm like, I don't know how to do it. I have no money, no job, no income, no credit. And she's like, what the fuck are you afraid of? You had no money, no income, no job, no credit. <laughs> you have nothing else to lose. Right. Well, well, when I started the mortgage bank, she goes, you had nothing, but what you had was your mindset. She goes, what the fuck are you afraid of? And it was at that moment that I realized I was afraid because I, I failed so bad that I was afraid to make a mistake again. And I, I was kind of like a deer in the headlights. For three years, my life sucked so fucking bad because I didn't, couldn't get out of my own way. I couldn't make a decision of what to do. I didn't know which way to turn because I felt like every move I was going to make was the wrong move. So I kind of froze. And, you know, the one message I talk to people about is you get, you have to fucking fight the fear. You're going to fail. It's going to happen. It's inevitable. Pick your fucking self back up and start moving forward. You're going to fail. Don't allow it to fucking put, make you immobilized to do nothing. Yeah. Like, your podcast sucks. It's going to fail. Pick yourself up. You're going to have another one, right? I'm just, I'm just kidding, man. I'm just kidding. But, I mean. Wise you know, words you, of Billy. Yeah. You got, you got Fuck, to, man. I have nothing to live for. <laughs> You got to learn from it, man. You know, like, absolutely. You, you, you got to learn from it. So, and and I can relate to that because I mean, at the same time that the, the market crashed, we all went through. Anybody who's yeah, because you were in mortgages too, right? Yeah. So anyone that was, and I joke about it now, but anyone that was in the industry at the time was the first one through the door. So anyone in the real estate industry, we all got hit first. Hard. I mean, you're literally the first one through the door. Everyone else, I, I remember speaking to police officers, nurses, doctors. They were like, yeah, that's not going to affect us. not going to affect the teachers. They all felt it, but we felt it first. first. Oh, yeah. So it was hard for us to get back up. So my question to you, and it's easy to say, just get yourself back up. 
how 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 did i do it how because most people don't know yeah that makes sense get myself how how can i so, do that i'll tell you what i did so once my wife once i realized that i was afraid once i realized that holy shit i'm afraid and i accepted the fact that i'm afraid and i realized it i said you know what i've done it once before i'm going to be able to do this again and what i did is i wiped out all the noise i had 14 million dollars in lawsuits i had to deal with i had multiple issues still that were on my plate that I had to, that I had to deal with and I said if I'm going to do this I have to wipe everything out I have to focus my energies on one thing and one thing only and that's the other thing I want to get across here the word focus for me I focused on one thing and the one thing was real estate and I put all my time and all my efforts and all my concentration on learning it and saying to myself I'm not going to know it all I have to wipe out the fear, but that's my goal. And I visioned myself actually doing this. Then I created – some people create a vision board. I created a vision movie. I created a six-minute movie about what my life was going to be like. And I did this in 2009, September. So I made my mind up July 4th, Independence Day, that I was going to do this for the rest of my life. I was going to get committed and focused. I was still scared shit. Don't get me wrong. But I was focused and committed on doing this. Then I, I went total immersion. I created a six-minute video with all different clips and sayings about what my life was like. I didn't have anything in that video. I didn't own any of the houses. I was piss poor, lost my fucking property to foreclosure. They repossessed my car. They locked up my bank accounts. But I, in my head, had all of this. And every single morning, I would, the first thing I did when I woke up is I would watch that video as if it was real. And I conditioned myself to say, this is coming to me. I'm ha- it's happening. I didn't just will it and willy-nilly bullshit like, oh, I'm going to be rich. And no, I fucking looked at where I was going every day. And then every single day, I took consistent action. If I veered off, if I failed, I would learn really quick what I did wrong, what I did right. I'd pick myself right back up. The key thing, pick your fucking self back up, focus, and start now. The key thing is you have to start now. I don't care where you're at, what you're doing. You have to start now and you have to get with people who have been there and done that. Get a mentor, get a coach, get somebody who is going to be able to lift you up. If you're dealing with and he, and living with or around people who are negative, who have fucking nothing good to say, you're going to get be rid negative. Of them. Get rid of them, dude. Oh, I cut out. I tell people that all the fucking time. Bro, I fucking cut out almost everybody that was in my life that was negative. They're gone. They're gone. I didn't want to hear it. I don't want to fucking know yeah, you. Yeah, because now out. they're talking about you. You're out of my life. Yeah, now everybody wants to be back on the billy wagon. That's fuck. That's kind of, I mean, uh, I hope to get there one day, but that's kind of with this. It's like, oh, all you fucking people that I used to know, <laughs> all of a sudden. You know who you are. Yeah, you, yeah. whoever's <laughs> listening, you know who the fuck you are. But there's, I knew a ton of people, and, and thank God I didn't have a lot of enemies, but, oh, you know, you, you can't do that. You can't do this. You can't, oh, you know, what, what are you going to fucking do? You're, you're going to just do a dead-end job, whatever it is, and now it's I have a fucking great job. I work right around the corner from my house. Yep. I have a fucking studio that I made out of nothing. Yep. Literally, and it's just getting the ball. And now people are talking about it. It's like, oh, you talk shit. You wouldn't fucking give me. Uh, guess what? You're doing something. Yep. And a lot of people think about it, want to do it, but they don't have the fucking balls to do it. And guess what you did, Harrison? You fucking did it. Appreciate that. So kudos to you, bro. You're starting off in a closet, and soon enough, you're going to have your own fucking studio. I want to have my own building one day. <laughs> exactly, own, bro. Investment properties, bro. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> Uh, that is it's actually kind of funny that we're talking about this because that is um, me, and my, me and my buddy Vin and, and I've had him on here prior we, we have like a little mastermind strategy it's like once we start to make like some some more serious money it's like let's just we'll just buy properties and just buy properties and buy properties so you and just buy said properties. a key word mastermind so one of the other things I did is I started mastermind with really good people like I got involved with people who were brighter than me 
because listen, I, I built a company before from scratch. When I built that company, I didn't have college. I never went to college. I quit mm-hmm. after one semester. Had never even sat in an office ever in my entire life. I went from bartending to getting in the mortgage business to having no idea how to use a fax machine or a computer to opening up my own business. Like it was a fucking culture shock to me. But yeah. if you want to do anything, you'll just bad enough do it. You'll figure it out, man. You'll figure it fucking out on how to make it happen. I don't know. The focus piece, the, the focus on one thing, the putting your blinders on, the realizing that you're going to fail. Accept the fact that you're going to make mistakes. And if you can accept that fact. Oh, you're in. You're in. Because you're in. it's in. Welcome to the club. It, 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 the more mistakes you make, the faster you're going to be able to succeed. Yep. You know, you learn from your failures, not from your success. You ha- well, the key thing is you have to learn from your failures. That's what I, th- that's, I think people have the hardest time with. Yeah. And that's what actually. I don't want to say what happened with the old show, not because it wasn't a failure. Me and Cameron, the the co-host, just he was too busy and couldn't do it. But that was one thing I was realizing is just you have to fucking learn from your mistakes. If you just sit there and, oh, you know, I fucked up, I fucked up, I fucked up, I fucked up, and you don't ever... Well, why'd this happen to me? I don't understand. Yeah. Who cares? What'd you learn? Move on. Exactly. What the fuck did you learn? Most people get stuck in that one realm where they're like, woe is me. Why'd this happen to me? I don't understand it. But but they don't get the point of just just and let it go. They're focused on the fucking sm- and the, yeah. that's the what that that's what blows my mind is they're focused on the smallest thing. One of the guys I know, um, he's like, oh dude, I'm stressed the fuck out, man. I'm like, what are you stressed out about? He's like, well, you know, like things. I got a hangnail. <laughs> it, it, right, yeah. He's like, oh, you know, a girl. I'm like, are you dating her? He's like, no. And I was like, all right, all right. And he's like, well, at my house, something fell. And I was like, what fell? Yeah. And he's like, uh, just something I have to like pick back up. And, what? and you're I'm, making this up, man. And, no, no, I swear <laughs> to God, I swear to God. And um, and I, and he's like, yeah, you know, like a couple things would work. And he's like, I'm just really stressed out right now. And I was like, I was like, oh, I was like, wow, I really wish I had your fucking problems right, right. now because my, my <laughs> shit goes on forever, but I'm still yeah. toughing through it. Yeah, and I'm, I'm like, this is like. Every day, people now they're like, "Oh, because now I'm lucky." Oh, you got lucky. You got into this. Yeah, yeah, yeah. this real it's always your fucking lucky. You're always lucky. If honestly, if they came in and spent one day with me, one twelve-hour day at the office, and realized the fucking shit that I still deal with every day, if I were allow, if I would allow all the issues in my life to bring me down, I wouldn't get out of bed in the morning. But guess what I do? Every fucking day I get up and I deal with this shit every day. This shit that's thrown at me. It's how you handle it. How you deal with it. But it's easier when you're up. To deal with shit. It's hard when oh, you're at yeah. the bottom of the fucking... Gr- when you're just down and out to bring yourself up. That's and, like... Uh, it's yeah. like getting at... What's the hardest part of your day? Well, getting out of bed. Because once you're out of bed, you're up and out. Yeah. It's laying in bed. It's like, oh, you know, I could go do this. Bitch, fucking shit up. <laughs> like, what are you fucking doing? Do something. Yeah. like Every it, day I plant my feet in the ground. I'm six foot above and I'm fucking happy as a pig and shit. People, people have no appreciation for what they have. Well, that goes back to what you were saying about the people around you. Because that feeds to your head. If you're... I look at my, the, my circle of influence as a garden, and I'm constantly weeding that thing out. You know, if if I, if you meet all of my friends, I dated a girl. This is funny. You and I paralleled a lot. Everything that you said, like our lives, did parallel. No shit. I, yeah, I, we'll talk. It, it you had a thousand hysterical. person company. It was no, not even close <laughs> to that. But the the timings and all, all the shit. shit. It's crazy. You're saying, and I'm like, fuck. Are you kidding me? We're at the same time. I was doing the same shit. It's crazy. Yep. But. I had I remember dating this girl. We lived together, and we had a we had two parties in the mm. same week, a Thursday and a Friday. Thursday night, her friends all came over. We party, blah blah blah. 
Friday night, all my friends came over. We all were all partying. At the end of the night, we're all clean. We're cleaning up. Her and I are cleaning up. She's quiet. She's not talking. She's not. And I said, I finally was like, you know, what gives? She's like, you know what? I had all my friends here yesterday, and I noticed. And today, all your friends here. She goes, all of your friends would take a fucking bullet for you. And I'm like, yeah. And I would take a bullet for them. I'm like, that's what I consider a friend. She's like, I just realized that none of my friends are like that. All my wow. friends, yeah. That's yeah, yeah. a fucking but the, brutal that's wake, a wake up. That was right a there. wake up for her. And, and one of those girls was her best friend. So for her, it was like, like she's seeing the interaction between me and my friend. Yep. Because yep. we're like this, like literally. And that's the way I've always weeded it out to the point where my core friends, are my, I, I can call them friends. You can count on them. You can count yep. them no matter what. Yep. Drop whatever, come get me. I'm, I got a handful of fucking. Blood they, friends and the it. other ones are just friends. They're just yeah, same okay. with me, man. Hey, let's I, go. I have a handful of solid, solid people Correct. in my yep. life. There's here. probably six, seven guys I can call at any given moment of the day. They'll yeah. fucking pick up their phone and, what's up? What do you need? Whatever it is. And the other ones, maybe. Dude, maybe I've they'll got, answer. I've got a close friend of mine who's a state trooper. I I text him. If I text him, I've never texted him. We grew up together. We came mm. up the same schools and everything. I'll text him 911. He knows that if I text him, I never text 911. If I text him 911, He's, he's showing up. He's dropping whatever the hell he's doing, and he's coming to find me. You remember be, the, yeah. how, how many years you've been in high school? Uh, have I been in or One. been out of? Out of been seven. Out of seven years. All right. So, you know, th- I was, I've been out of school now for almost 30 years. And you, you, I think back to when I was in high school, same thing with you. I, you know, I used to hang out with 30, 40, 50, 60, 70 people. Yeah. Like oh, tons yeah. of friends, you know, quote unquote. Yeah, you're, you're, or I was a floater. I was, a, I was like a... I would jump around all the clicks. Yeah, I didn't have like yeah. one course. I mean, I had a couple, like three or four friends that were like my core. But right. yeah, I had tons of them. And you know, as you grow older, a lot of these guys I was tight with. But it's just our values, our whole. We just, I just, we just grew apart, man. And just, yeah, they're you not. No, I mean, when you're when you were in high kid. school. But here's the funny thing: is that when we're it, go back to when we were in high school, we thought we knew it all. Uh, right? yeah. Oh yeah, ten feet tall and bulletproof. Hundred percent. Right, but what I, one thing I've realized is as I've gotten older, I don't know half of the shit I thought I knew. Oh yeah. You know, as you get older, you start to realize, yeah, you know what? I didn't know that, and, and I start to get away from the the one phrase that I hate people saying, and you know this is I know. When <laughs> people say I know, they stop growing. Yeah. You're not learning. Oh yeah. So I catch myself and I'm like, no, I don't know that. And I try to constantly oh, feed my head. <laughs> Bastard. You've been out of high school for five minutes. <laughs> um Yeah, no, I and it's funny because now that you've told me that, I start to see it more and more. Oh, I know, I know, I know, and bitch, if you fucking know, why aren't you changing? Right. right? I, I mean That's I don't truth. I, might be- I, I had a very close friend of mine, Chris. I'm not gonna say his last name. I'm still very close friends with him now. Great guy. We lost touch with each other for about i don't know maybe like 14 years just grew apart we didn't see each other he called me when i was just getting back when i lost everything mm-hmm. just getting back into doing this and him and i met at one of the bars one of the i don't know somewhere over in farmingville one of those restaurants over there and every other word out of his mouth in a two-hour conversation was let me tell you what the problem is the problem is the problem is and i looked at him and he was just telling me about all his problems and i said brother you know what the fucking problem is? All you do is think you have fucking problems. Change your language. What's the fucking solution? And he looked at me, and I'm like, I hate to fucking tell you. I don't. I haven't seen you in years, but if you want to fucking change, you have to fucking change. Oh, absolutely. And he, I, now, he's flipping houses. The guy, <laughs> I, 
I swear to God, he's making money, he's flipping houses, he's fucking happy, and he got his fucking head straight. The guy reads, I don't know how many books a week he reads, those are his audio books. The guy's an animal. So he, but he changed, the key is, he changed his mindset. Yeah. He changed, I'll take water if you have. Water, yeah. Yeah, you're right. It starts with from within, but the the I think I and you can you can help me on that is I think the biggest problem people have is realizing that they have a problem because you you see people all the time that they everything around them if they didn't have bad luck they wouldn't have any and but they don't realize that they're the ones drawing it into them they're 100%. always the victim. 100%. And it, sometimes it stems from the way they grew up. It stems from their family life. It stems from the way they were raised. If you're raised in a negative environment, you think that's normal. That's the way it is. And a lot of people, once, they, once they're involved with inspirational people, they're involved with people who bring them up and don't put them down, and they're open to it, they're receptive, you could literally change somebody in yeah. a fucking snap. Agreed. You could get into their fucking head and make them realize holy shit, this really, there really is a different way to live or a different way to think, a different way to act, a different way to handle situations. And once they realize that, if they're receptive to it and they're open to it and they fucking make the changes, I witnessed it in Chris. I, I've literally seen him in the last seven years, a complete change of a human being. Complete change. The, uh, I just watched um, what the fu- uh, Tony, Tony Robbins, his, uh, his Netflix special, I'm Not Your Guru. Mm-hmm. I got it. I, uh, Holy <laughs> fuck. Have you ever seen him live? No. Four times I went to him live. Oh, really? Ridiculous. James is like, oh, it's a bunch of bullshit. I'm like, I don't know, bro. I don't no. think so, man. Fucking. Absolutely not. I saw. I just saw I'm Not Your Guru. I fucking cried three times in an hour. I cried four times in the second hour. And I was like, I will live every day for the, for the, since I've watched this video, I will live every day for the rest of my life differently. You, you should, you're the type of guy, go, if you could, he's going to be in Jersey in, uh, I yep, think he's going to be days. there in July or August. Yeah. Fucking scrap the money together and go out there and go see him. Honestly, it's going to change your life. It, I, I know. I'm, I'm, it, it will change your life. Dude. I really want to go. I think I'm going to try to go. It, it is, well, I remember seeing I was going to go to Massachusetts. He's doing a full day seminar there. He's doing a, a full day? Yeah. Due to the immersion, it's a three day in, in Jersey, man. I, you get a walk over fire. You going? I'm, uh, I'm going to try this year. I haven't been in six years. I already have two other vacations that are planned around, mm, yeah. so it's going to be tough. Um, but I can tell you, man, it's it's life-changing. If you go in with the mindset that you're going to change, people think he's an inspirational guy or he's a he's not. He gets you to think differently, and that's the key. He gets you to think differently. He gives you the tools to think differently. And once you start thinking differently, you start acting and reacting differently. Yeah, big time. Big time. Big fucking time. Yeah. Um, just that. I mean, just that po- just, uh, that podcast, because now I listen to his podcast, but just that I'm not your guru, the, the fucking, the mental change I had in that, and I watched it over the course of a couple days, uh, I didn't have two, two hours to dedicate, and, I'm, and I've, between the last like three years now, I mean, when I really started getting into podcasts, and now, and now being able to see that, not only have I realized that one, you really have to do, you really have to try to put yourself in the mental, mental the right mental spot. You have to think better. You have to. You just have to help yourself, your body improve. People are always looking for that fucking free handout. Oh, you want to get rich quick? Here's a fucking Ponzi scheme. Here, here's another scheme. Here's another scheme. It's that's not it. And I and I saw a pretty. I saw a video a couple of years ago, and it was like the first place that you should invest your money is yourself. Mm. Is absolutely yourself. And I was like, wow, that's pretty fucking true. Like. I've been doing that since 18 years old. I've been investing in myself. Yep. The first book I read when I was, I think it was 15 or 16 years old, was from James Allen. My uncle gave it to me. It's called As a Man Thinketh. 
Very small, easy read, tiny little book. But the seeds of wealth that were written in those pages completely put me onto a, a, a different path in my life. Yep. James Allen, As a Man Thinketh, it's just all about the way your mind mm-hmm. thinks and how you start to, you know, you said it before, that you weed yourself out. It's all about how you can weed out your negative thoughts and how mm-hmm. you can program yourself for complete success. Yeah. And it's, it's definitely uh, possible. I mean, but, but it starts with self-awareness. And most people don't have self-awareness. Most that is very true. Most people are too busy with the noise and they don't they don't catch themselves because I've got friends like that we all do we're yep, all yep, friends and you're like listening to them you're looking at them and you're going fuck are you kidding me you just spent a half hour 45 minutes telling me all the bullshit going on in your life you gotta fix it all in 45 minutes you like, and they don't get it so until you say stop and, and start catching yourself mm-hmm. You can read b- fucking all of this shit, and it's never going to help you. Mm-hmm. Because yeah, you true. have to be you have to be prepared to change. And until you say, you know what, I'm done with this bullshit. I need to change. You got to have a breaking point, almost. Yeah. As crazy as that sounds, the uh, I have a fr- and I have a friend just like that who, oh, you know, fucking problem with this and this and oh, fuck these guys. They did this and whatever it is, and and his buddy told him he's like, all these fucking problems revolve around you. you. Yeah. yeah. You are the fucking problem. It's not everything else. You just happen to, I don't want to say be there, but you happen to be a part of it. Each of these fucking problems, it, you are the center. You are fucking everything else up. It's not everybody else is fucking up. And, well, you're attracting it. You're yeah. attracting this yep. shit. I mean, how much, and again, I have friends that are like that, that you're like, you look at them, you go, Dude, do you not see all this shit happening to you? You don't see that y- you're drawing this mm-hmm. just by what you're you're thinking, by what you're you're you're, you're, you're attracting the negative yeah. bullshit. Yeah, you're bringing it all in. Yeah. Which brings me, you you're big into the into meditation. Mm-hmm. Mm. How often do you meditate? Twice a day. Fuck. Yep. Twice really? a day. I was doing it for twenty minutes each round, but now I'm doing it for about ten minutes each side. And I got to tell you, it's. Yeah, I do a lot of weird shit. Like people call it weird, but for me, it is getting me into. I a meditated different... for thirty seconds the other day. I felt like a new man. <laughs> Literally thirty seconds. I w- I was sitting with Lee actually, sitting with Lee James and and my buddy Larry, and uh, we're like, all right, let's just take a let's just take a breather real quick. And I fuck and Tony Robbins did this. I watched in not, I'm not your guru, and I close my eyes. And I try to meditate when I can, but it's not as often as I like. But I close my eyes, fucking middle fingers and thumbs together, little um, close and. Blocked everything out. Yeah. For 30 seconds, I woke up and I was like, Let, let's let fucking do this. Like, I am ready. Like, just that 30, 30 seconds, seconds. 30 seconds was enough to just... So imagine if you did it for 10 minutes. So oh, the, my you know, God. I, I can't. Went, I'm there's fucking a guy so over excited. here at Oakdale. I went online and I, I looked at it. I wanted to figure... I tried meditating for years. I couldn't get it down. I, I studied transcendental meditation. Okay. And this is, again, it's a story what is, where... What is that? Because I don't know what that is. It's a form so of meditation. Knows. So okay. it is... There is a there's a I can't remember the guy's name who designed it developed it but he put together this very easy process to get yourself in a state a meditative state and I said I got to find the guy locally here to train me on this so there was I went online transcendental meditation I filled out the form I, there was no phone number couldn't get in touch with anybody I'm like this is complete bullshit I forgot about it I mm-hmm. wanted to do it I forgot about it. but how you want things in life you attract right yeah so I go out to a house about three two and a half three years ago Garden City. And guy was his mom died. He was selling the property, and he says, "I'll be here. I'm flying in. I'll be here for a week. I want to meet you. Come to the house. I want to see if we can work a deal to buy the property." Mm-hmm. I walked in within 30 seconds. I looked at this guy, and I'm like, I felt the fucking aura in the house. I felt it. I swear to God. Anybody, yeah, I I agree too. If anybody, I had no idea what I was walking into, and I go, "Holy shit, man!" I go, "What?" I met the guy. Looked at him. He looked 
like a godly figure. I said, <laughs> I swear to God, he had the beard and the hair, and he just looked different. And he he had this presence where he was so just together but mellow. I said, you know, what do you do? Where'd you you said you flew in here? Where'd you fly from? I just flew in from the hell country, uh, from the Himalayan mountains. I, oh shit! I'm there. I I belong to the society. We have a congregation, and I'm the head man in transcendental meditation. I fucking almost fell over. I go, you gotta be kidding me! <laughs> I fucking went on your website. I feel, and I started yelling at the guy in a funny way. And he's like, well, who, who did? You, who's your? He goes, wait a second. I'll figure this whole thing out because he's in charge. Yeah. Put me in charge. In touch with the guy over here in Oakdale, and I think his name was Anthony. And uh, ended up going to the guy's house, going in there. I went through five or six different sessions where he private sessions. The guy trained me on how to get myself into this state. And I got to tell you, it is if you do it and practice it, it's it's enlightening. It's life changing. Oh, I can so only imagine. It, it is. And I do I do that. I do once a week. I go to this lady Yvonne over in Patchog. I get hypnotized every single Tuesday for forty five minutes. Hypnotized. I go under. Why? Because it that what she does for me. It's called cleaning the cash. Computer guy. Oh yeah, yeah, you know, yeah, yeah. I know exactly. What you constantly is. do a fucking, you constantly doing searches. You put and your cash gets fucking filled with crap, right? Yep, you got to clean so, it out. You got to clean it out. So what she's doing for me is, I go in there for forty five minutes. She puts me under. She's basically cleaning out my brain, mm-hmm. so I could be more receptive to everything else that's going on. So I could be aware. She cleans me out. And I'm more aware. I'm more able to do more things. People, and do like, you feel like a whole game change on Tuesdays? Tuesday through Monday, I feel like an animal. By Tuesday, I'm a little. I'm ready. I'm ready for Yvonne. I'm literally ready for Yvonne on Tuesday. I, it stays with me for a solid five days. Today's Thursday. Yeah. I went to her on Tuesday. I was under for 45 minutes. I feel like a, a new man. If I skip her for two or three weeks, if she's away, if I'm sick, whatever happens, I could feel it. I feel it in my body. It's, it's, it's a fucking weird thing, bro. That's incredible. Do you do flow tanks? I'm actually just got a certificate for that. I'm, I'm going. Have you done? No, I'm very excited to do it. Though. I got two certificates uh, for my birthday that I haven't gone yet. I heard the first time you should go in sober. The second time you should go high as, high as a kite. <laughs> um, where where where's the one that you're going to? Deer Park. <clears throat> I went to that. Oh, awesome. you did it? Phenomenal. I did. I think I don't know if we I talked had, about yeah, it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Friend of mine, Brian Diaz, turned me on to it, and he's like, "Brother, you gotta go. It's life changing." I is. told my sister in law she got me the certificates, but I've not yet gone. Ooh. Good time. You're, I'm telling you right now, it's, it's completely. Pe- it's like pitch black. Pitch black. You can't see silent. Pitch black, and you go silent, butt naked. Yeah, complete. I mean, it's a, it's it's insane. You the first time you go, same thing. We talked about that. The mm-hmm. same exact thing. First time you go, you're it. it there's no clutter. There's no noise. There's nothing. No phones. No, you can't hear anything. You're floating in this tank. You're literally, there's no sense of feeling, no sense of sound. Nothing. Nothing. So, so how did you act or react in that first time you did it? So the first time, so the first thing you do is I was just laying there just trying to figure out what was going to happen. Right. You know, in your own head. So I'm getting the... Uh, and and your mind just starts to wander off on its own things, and I would try to bring it back because what you want to do That's is really bring it back, bring it back, and and try not to think about anything. Don't think about anything. You're just there to clear everything, clear the thoughts. Um, it went like this: one hour, one hour. I swear, when they when everything came back, I was like, "There's no way that was an hour. There's no way that was an hour. That felt like ten minutes." So, how did you feel though, physically, mentally, spiritually? Like, what did you feel like when you got out it of there? It literally felt like I was completely 
like Did like you almost decompress? Like a, yeah, like a complete not only just not only your mind, but your body too. You, I felt like like my whole body elongated. Cause yeah, because everything relaxes. Yeah, you're not sitting, you're not compressed, you're completely stretched out. Mm. Yeah, on top of the water because it's salt water. It's right. what it is. And so you're floating. You're floating right on top of it, and you you balance yourself in a, this thing. You know what this is? It's a big jacuzzi, just in completely enclosed. Wow. And. There's no jets or anything. You you climb into it and and then they shut the lights off and you're, you're just out. on. So you get to the point where you're floating in the middle of the jacuzzi. So you're not touching the sides. You feel like you're in the middle of I can't wait space. To do it. It's insane. Yeah, but I've, but literally what I've heard is go the second time baked out of your mind. Really? Yeah, yeah. yeah. yeah because now your mind, dude, you 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 big into the edibles and yeah. stuff. Your mind starts to do. You that's yep. what I and I'm dying to go back. Well, I got two certificates, so I'm going to go twice. Yeah. Definitely yeah. going twice. The, it's funny you, you say that about the mind and about the. I'm reading a book right now. I just started reading it. I'm, I'm literally two chapters in. It's called The Power of Now by Eckhart Tolle. Yeah. Tolle. Totally. You, read it. You read? Really good book. The you good, just started reading I'm it? I'm just starting. You have two chapters in. That's a great book. Is it? What's yeah, it called? Yeah, yeah. The Power of Now. The Power of, of now. now. It's a guide to spiritual enlightenment. Mm-hmm. And. You know, it's because I'm into, man, I'm just. I'm into the mind. I'm into spirituality. I'm, I'm into a lot of things that. It, uh, every six months, man, I try to add something positive and take something negative out of my life. Every six months, I've been doing that since I had the awakening in 2009, July 4th, when I put my mind, got my mind focused and started doing this. And it's been, I don't know, man, it's been just life-altering, life-changing, dude. Yeah. yeah. The, uh, I, the, I, I couldn't agree more. The biggest thing that people have to change, and I'm so glad that I got ahead of, I don't want to say completely ahead of the eight ball, but I'm ahead of the eight ball. For people my age, they're all, they're all still, uh, you know, I'm looking for a job, whatever it is. I am so much further ahead of them, both mentally and whatever character-wise. That it's like, oh, you know, I'm doing this. It's like, well, I'm. Fu- I already did that. That fucking doesn't work. You got to go to the next thing. And yep. the biggest thing is you gotta, you gotta get that that definitely that mindset, and you got to start setting precedents. Like next week, I'm gonna start waking up. I want to start waking up at four o'clock in the morning every single day. Seven days a week, just wake up before, and I'm probably gonna fuck be. That. I'm probably gonna wake up in the morning and be like, "Yo, Tim, fuck this," but yeah. I'm staying up. And uh, don't expect that response because I'm no, yeah. And uh, but I'm like, All right, you know what? I want to wake up at four o'clock in the morning. I want to read a book, and I want to go for. A, I don't care if it's a mile or five miles. And my friend's gonna laugh because there's no way I'm running five miles right <laughs> right off the bat. But I just want. I want to. I want to get up. I want to start. Start. You want to live. Yeah, yeah. So that's a good question for you, actually, because you're talking to a young guy here. What would you say to a younger, a younger you? Ooh. How young? How young? How far back are we going? How far? Twenty. Yeah, what would 20, you say to a twenty-year-old? I'd say twenty to twenty-five. That seems to be like, as far as I could tell, my my most listener base is about twenty-five years old, give or take a couple years. I would say if I was twenty years old and I, I was sitting here right now, I'd say don't. I was. I listen. I partied a lot, but I also was. I used to put too much pressure on myself to achieve at such a young age. Mm. And I realize now that the pressure that you put on yourself isn't really going to matter. It's what you do with the time that you have. So I would say to myself, start whatever you want to start. Start now and fucking have fun doing it. You know, don't make it the goal. I used to be so goal-oriented and so goal-driven that I w- the fun of actually doing it wasn't there. And I did that for a long time. Even through the whole time when I grew global, I grew it. I was making a shitload of money. But as I look back, the process of growing it wasn't fun because I put so much fucking pressure on myself to grow it. Mm. When I was 20, the pressure of trying to be like, I'm not going to college. What am I going to do? I just put so much pressure. Have fun in doing whatever you're going to do and just do it and do it well. Yeah. Don't fucking squander your time. 
enjoy every fucking minute because it goes by like that. I'm 47 years old now. I know I don't look it, but I'm fucking 47 You're years old. You're a fucking good-looking dude. <laughs> and, you know, That's why we met on the gay website. <laughs> gay, gay chat. I had my fucking ch- my assless chaps on. <laughs> but, you know, it's like at 20 years old, man, I, I, I think back. I was living in – I was actually just moved to Florida. I was having a great time, actually, 20 years old. I was getting laid like crazy, barting on the beach. But I still was putting a lot of pressure on myself. Just I would tell myself not to put so much pressure. Figure out what you want to do. Try many different things. And enjoy the process, man. What would you tell yourself? Don't take shit so seriously. Yeah. So young. I mean, at such a young age, don't take it so seriously. And and probably mirroring a lot a lot of what you just said is just enjoy the ride because it goes by. I've got. I, I told process, Harrison this. Man. I've it's got a friend of mine. I sh- this true story. I've got a friend of mine. He's out there. Uh, his name is Dave. I met him. I was bartending in Patchog. And he was a kid at the time. He was, he was 19, and he would come in with a, a group of friends that I knew. And he nice kid, very respectful, never got into trouble, and we would, contributing to delinquency of a minor, I would feed him, him booze. I would give him alcohol. <laughs> feed, uh, I, contributing I would alcohol. to the delinquency but because, of a minor. But because of the way he was. He wasn't an asshole. He wasn't starting trouble. He wasn't a punk. He wasn't a punk. So one day I pulled him aside, and I was like, how old are you? And then he went to say something. I was like, think about your answer before you say it. And he was like, I'm 19. And I said, yeah. I was like, no problem. I, I'm keeping an eye on him the whole time. I told him. He was like, I can't wait till I'm 21. I go, careful what you wish for. Absolutely. I go, because... After 21, it goes by twos. And he was like, nah, it's bullshit. It's 21. He's 37 now, and I'm sure he's going to hear this. He's 37 now. Every year, he call, he texts me on his birthday. I get a fuck you from him. <laughs> every year. Every, <laughs> every year. year, he texts me. He's like, yeah. fuck you. Yeah. Because it, it, goes, it, was, by it goes like that. It, it goes, goes like, by, and it I, I'm telling you, it, it goes does. like blink I feel, I of an eye. I feel it already. There's times here, and being in the technology industry does not help because everything just goes so fucking fast. Yeah. So fucking fast that... I'll be like, oh, you know, we got to do this. We got to do this. And uh, like, what the fuck happened? Whatever. We like, you just going, going, going. And I've talked to Mike, who's also been on the show, the vice president. And he's like, dude, that was like this morning. And I'm like, that was this morning. I felt like that was a week ago. Wow. And he's like, dude, that was this morning. I'm like, this is, this is fucking madness. This is absolute madness. You have to enjoy yourself, man. You have to, you really, you know, I learned just in in the last 20 years, it's, it's not, it's not the goal. It's not what you're going after. It's really, it really is enjoying the ride, man. Enjoying the process, and it's so easy to give that lip service. Yeah. But if you step back, and I'm loving every minute that I'm alive right now. I'm loving everything that I do. I love my business. I love my life. I love my fan. I love everything that's going on. And I really like. I'm gonna have to cut out of here early because I'm taking a f- good friend out from high school. He's 48 years old. I'm taking him out for a nice steak dinner tonight. We're going out to Nassau County. We're gonna hang out, laugh, and shit and giggle. Where and are you going? Home. I have no idea. He figured it out. He's texting me. We're going to go to... I'll tell you in two seconds here. Taking him to... Let's say, you better take him somewhere nice. Yeah, it's Shit. somewhere nice for Wendy's. sure, man. <laughs> yeah, Wendy's, yeah. <laughs> Anything you want on the dog, man. Right, exactly. We're going to uh, Kima, Kima in Roslyn. K-E-Y-M-A. We will eat at Kima in Roslyn. It's a steakhouse. I don't know. Oh, he's, sure. That's where he's fucking... Yeah, this is Dr. Probably, Baron's probably car, by the probably going to cost me fucking three times the amount of steak. <laughs> Dude, well, at least you know it. Yeah, you know at least I know I'm going in, right? <laughs> I know. But the thing is, man, it's, it's the process. It's enjoying the moments. It's fucking hanging out with Tim here, hanging out with you, Harrison, yeah. having a good time coming in, shooting the shit, leaving here, going out with a friend, going home, hanging out with the wife. Like, it's just 
good shit yeah. that you, you have can't to take do. that card by the way. Neither. Be grateful. Oh, you do need take it. Take a photo. Yeah, I think you have to be. It's gratitude. It's being Dr. grateful. Should have left me with one of those. Dude. Being grateful. I, I have for a friend. I have a friend, Corey Boatwright, who um, he has a, his own podcast, and he he has a a gratitude. It's um it's a gratitude thing that he puts on Facebook every day and every day. I think he's on like his 1600 day or some shit. He has a gratitude thing that he puts out and he just every day he's gra- he's gracious for his life. And this guy is just he's a good dude, solid individual and like and he's in the mastermind group that we're in. We have a, a mastermind group that we go to once a quarter. There's What's like a, a mastermind group. Mastermind is masterminding. So so you should definitely read um you should definitely read uh, help me out here. The uh, the one book that's the Bible of everything, the mastermind book. Uh, uh, my God, I'm losing my mind. Uh, my God, I'll think of it in a second. Anyway, mastermind is um, it's when a group of like-minded individuals get together mm-hmm. and you kind of work off each other. You bounce ideas off each other. You mastermind to get yourself, your business, your life, your family, your spirituality to the next level. So there's 150 guys that pay close to 20 grand a year Holy to be in this shit. group and we yeah. get together once a quarter and all we do is hang out and train each other and teach each other and learn from each other how long does this day go for it's a 12 hour day for three days it's three oh days. okay oh so it's a long time yeah it's and it's every quarter is the million millionaire mine no 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 it's uh it's um god i mean i've read this book a hundred times i'm having a fucking brain fart here <laughs> uh this motherfucker told me to read a book and I never read books. I will fucking cheat my way through every book I could. Then you should do audio books because you should definitely read because that's where you're going to get yourself to the I, next level. I, yeah. I just bought uh, Rich Dad, Poor Dad. And yeah. he's like, you got to fucking read that book Kiyosaki, before Billy book. Yep, yeah. before uh, Billy gets here. And I was like, all right. And I read like, I don't know, a couple dozen pages and I was exhausted and I was trying to read it last night and obviously... And, Shit always happens. Listen, so one of the things I would tell myself at a young age, 20 years old, I yeah. would say fucking read. So you should definitely start reading. That's what I'm going to start doing. That and is one thing not, I know. If you're not a reader, to. if you're not a reader, get the audiobooks. Yeah, yeah it's so easy now. It's uh, so easy grow, now. Think and Grow Rich, Napoleon Hill. Oh, yeah. So think and, this, is a, this is an audiobook. It's, it's the Bible of anybody who wants to be successful in life. It's called Napoleon, Napoleon Hill's the author, Think and Grow Rich. So that is like, yep. the, that's like the Bible to success in entrepreneurship. He he was commissioned by Andrew Carnegie to go out and study, I don't know how many individuals, but he studied 100, 120 of the most successful individuals back in that day, and he boiled it down to 17 success 17 principles of success that all of these 17 indiv- that all of these 100 something individuals had in common. And I literally it's a fucking blueprint to success, dude. And one of the fucking things in there is a mastermind. You have got to surround yourself with people who yep. are successful that you could shoot this shit with, that you could bounce ideas. If I have an issue and I don't I have today I met with my accountant. I have three major things I need to accomplish in my business. I sat down with him and I said, I'm going to my mastermind in a week and a half. I'm gonna take these three things, I'm gonna stand on stage, I'm gonna ask my fucking group, how do I accomplish this? And yeah. guess what's gonna happen? I'm gonna have fucking fifty guys in that group that says, Oh, contact this guy, this is what you have to do. Go. So I'm gonna save myself two years of bullshit by asking one question to a group of like-minded individuals who already have the answer collectively we're growing each other that's fucking awesome it's fucking incredible dude it's fucking incredible that's fuck and and this goes back to the core principle of investing yourself 100 percent. investing yourself and getting yourself in the mind right regardless of what you have to pay to get yourself in the right mindset you have to fucking invest in yourself and you have to get there listen start small you don't have 20 grand a year i didn't have 20 grand when i first started out now i'm at that point start with a couple of friends who are really good people and just once a 
once a week, once a quarter, once a month, get together and say, listen, the reason why we're getting together once a month is we all want to get into business. We all want to, and we all want to learn from each other. And we all have these fucking ideas. And you start bringing, but don't make it a wish thing. Don't make it a, a, a bullshit like, no. you know, guys get together and they just start bullshit about, you want to get together with guys who fucking are going to get you to the next level. Guys who have answers. And if you don't, they don't have the answer. If you have three guys, then invite somebody who has been there and done that to get in your group once a month to come in and just hang out with you guys for for an hour to coach you on something. Yeah. People will do that. Yeah. There's guy, guys out there who have made it would love to share. Not everybody, but there's guys who would love to give back and share, man. Yeah. Absolutely. Huge. Billy, Listen, I know you got to cut out. I, I have to cut out. I hate to do this, but I, you know, brother, it's all good, man. Good, it's all good. Harrison, fucking good to meet you, my man. Dude, good to meet you too, man. Good that was you. fucking Dude, awesome. You, love Always hanging out with you guys. I'm out. Peace out, Billy Alvar. Find me on the web. Max returns. REI.com. <laughs> the website is easysell411.com, and my uh, radio show is Cashing Out 103.9 every Saturday, Sunday on. 103.9 from 12 to 12.30. That's on Long Island. That's on Long Island. Yep. And if you're listening on the web, uh, if you're like across the country, you could just dial in on the web. It's they, You could go to Long Island. Lo- I fucking know. Who knows? <laughs> Something. You'll find Google me. Google it. Google, Google it. it. I'll see you later. Have a good one. See you later, Thank Billy. You guys. Peace out. Damn. That was fucking that was awesome. Fun. Wait, where's the bathroom in here, bro? Bathroom is straightforward right when you walk in on the right-hand side. Thank you. The, uh, holy shit. <laughs> That's a lot to take in right there. Hold on. I'm just going to go turn off Billy's mic real quick just so we get, we get rid of that echo. And uh, so now it's me and fucking Tim back in the studio. Shit, you're back again. Yeah, fucking. You were here, what, not even a month ago, I don't even think. Was it a month already? I have no idea. Oh, my I God. Have no concept Every, of time. Oh, it's so fucking bad. It's bad. It's like that thing, the, the blur. It's, yeah. it's a fucking blur. And uh, it's kind of funny. And now that I'm, now that I'm thinking of this and Billy, Billy's already out of here. But uh, me, me and my friend Billy, ironically enough, who was on the show way back, uh, I think in one of the earlier episodes, how we talk about um, this Ferris wheel of fuck, of fuck, literally. It's, it's okay, hop on, do the same thing all day, get off the Ferris wheel, go to bed, wake it's a up. hamster wheel. Yep. And, and it's just, it's a fucking perpetual shitty thing of way of living. And it's, and it's, and it's so nice to be able to have this, have people like you, Billy, Lee and and my friend Adam, who I'm texting, and there's a, there's so many people that I've had on here, and even more people that I'm ecstatic to get on here. That it's such a fucking eye opener, huge. And and what I love, and in your case, this podcast is going to bring you these people quicker than anyone else can possibly do this. I've met I met people like Billy. I know other people like this that. It was it was the old way where you it wasn't you know it was no pot like yeah. you had to meet them because somebody met you and introduced you to them yeah. and but right there I'm completely grateful that I know him yeah. he's just amazing he's just an amazing yeah. individual somebody again we don't talk for months we pick right back up where yep. where people are crawling out of the woodwork now and people people I haven't talked to in years yeah. years and they're like dude I'm listening to the podcast and I'm like what the fuck <laughs> like yeah. Not that it's anything huge, but I'm like, this is cr- like I haven't talked, and we might have not even been friends. Like I wasn't even right. hanging out with you. Right? Like you just, we happen to be acquaintances. Hey, you know, I love the podcast. Keep up the good work, and I'm dumbfounded. Yep. I am so awestruck in in how this whole thing is just working. It's a fucking weird. Be one. grateful for it. And uh, I'm going to tell you something else. And I started, and this is funny because I just hit a one year anniversary that I've been journaling. I've Damn. never journaled in the past. Yeah, yeah, yeah. The 22nd of this month 
I all of a sudden I looked back and I was like, holy shit, it's been a year that I've been journaling. Mm-hmm. And when you go back and you start looking at what you wrote back in the day and where you are now, mm-hmm. dude, put it down on writing. Put it down in, on paper because yeah. it comes, it actually comes through. I've written stuff in there and I'm, I'll show it to you mm-hmm. where I've said this client is, is this person or this company is a client. They just don't know it yet. And now they're clients. And no like, fucking way. As I'm standing here right now. I just did it with another company. It's a company called OTC that we've been chasing after. And I've been writing every morning. I get up early. I get up at uh, like 530 every yeah, morning. Yeah. There's nothing going on. Everything's quiet. I have my cup of coffee. Feed the cat because otherwise he'd murder me. And then I sit down. I read and I journal. Fun and fact I, about cats. And I, yeah, they'll, they'll murder you in your sleep. Yeah. Did you know cats, if they don't get fed because like you've died, they'll eat your face? Uh, he, you know what? I'm dead at that point. He can eat my face. It's fine. No, I know. Isn't that fucked up though? That's what they go for. And <laughs> they, what would you do? You're starving. There's nothing else to eat. Face, really though? Why not? What do I, you want him to eat? Your ass? I got a big butt. <laughs> um, but I do want to start journaling. That's journaling for damn is sure. huge. And I want to. You got to start. You got to start with baby steps because I tried to journal in, in the beginning. And I was like, "Fuck this! I don't have a fucking diary. Like this bullshit." You got to just start, you know, a couple of lines and and just yep. and go from there. But the uh, I got to get a book and um, the the other thing I and I I started doing and I've been fucking up because I and I say I started because I did it for one day, but um, writing down things like um, not even notes throughout the day. It was um, what the fuck was it? It was I think Tony Robbins said it and a couple other people have, I've heard say it and they're like. All I do every morning, I just wake up, and the first things I do, I open up my book, and I write down, I am rich. I am successful. I have great friends. Like, the friends I have are truly valuable. And it just, like, writes it every single day. And they're like, yeah, it just happened. Like, one day, it just, I just was rich. And because I wrote it down every day, not because I got fucking lucky, because I worked my balls off for it, but one day, it just clicked where it was like, oh, I made it. I, I hit that goal. That What I said, I am rich. I am wealthy. I'm going to have a nice car. Whatever it is, I hit that goal. And, they, and they're like, it just, because I believed it so deeply, it happened. Yep. Fucking Putting crazy. it down on paper takes it out of the air and makes it reality. It's so crazy. It is absolutely insane, but it definitely does work. So one of the things, the other thing that you want to get into the habit of doing, and I've done in the back of my journal, is I'll write down things that I'm grateful for or things that happened, mm-hmm. like supernatural shit that happens to you. It could be something as stupid as uh, as you got a front row parking at at the mall, you know, like that doesn't, or you found twenty bucks on the floor, whatever the hell it is. It could be something stupid. Be grateful for it. Recognize that it's happened. Yeah, and write it down because then you start to just draw all this stuff. And in the beginning, when I first started, because I'm a big reader as well, I've, I've read all this, the secret. I don't know if you've read the secret yet. No, you should, that should be the next thing you do. God, so the secret, yeah, but read. get it on audio, like like Billy was saying. He's absolutely right. We're in a day in an age where technology is taking over. You don't really have to read it. There's a um, an app called Blinkist. Yeah, I to, I think I told yep. you about it. Yeah, that's a really good app because that actually gives you like the Cliff Note version of the book. And that's just phenomenal itself. But the secret was phenomenal. Uh, like he said, Napoleon Hill, Think and Grow Rich. 
uh, Rich Dad Poor Dad to yep. me changed my thought process on just life in general and all the shit yeah. that goes on. Even the first, I, I, like I said, I'm only like a couple dozen pages in. Fucking a man. Yeah. I'm like, and the nice part is too, and I never read. I fucking despise reading. I, I never. And yeah. it's actually kind of funny because I picked up Rich Dad Poor Dad and I was literally dreading. It. I'm like, fuck, you know. Tim fucking told me to read this book. <laughs> I should probably fucking take his advice. And. And I'm reading. I'm like, wow, this book really is not that bad. Like it's nope. and, and and the nice part is too, I'm reading something I'm interested in. I'm reading. I'm interested in learning about it. So that also helps. Like I can, cannot stand reading shit that I could give less than a fuck about. Yep. It's you got to be interested. You got to. You have to. But there's certain things that you're gonna have to want to read, regardless of whether it's something that interests you at all. Because you have to have that mindset. You have yeah. to train yourself to, well, what I'm doing obviously isn't fucking working, mm-hmm. so I got to change something because mm-hmm. this roller coaster that I'm on is just not helping me. You got to figure it out. But it it starts with awareness. It starts with figuring out. What do they say? Awareness is curative. It's, it's one of those things where you yeah. have to figure it out inside first before before you can make any changes because you're not going to change something if you don't think it's broken. Yeah, you have to realize. You have to realize it. Otherwise, that's the, the biggest thing. And it's not even realizing that something's broken. You just, it, and this goes for other people, not so much me and Tim per se, but it's not even realizing something's broken. It's just situational awareness, wherever it may be. Driving. That's everywhere. Walking around yeah. anywhere. If you just go through the world staring at that fucking piece of glass. <laughs> That shines a bright light into your eyes so you can get immediate, immediate, your cravings filled about who the fuck Sally is dating and whatever the fuck else is going on in the world. The Kardashians. Yeah, like fucking A. <laughs> like, whatever. People are like, well, what do you do? And I'm like, well, I don't really watch TV. They're like, what do you mean you don't watch TV? I'm like, why the fuck would I want to waste an hour of my day? I was like, by no stretch of the imagination, I do play video games, but I'll play video games for like an hour. I need to decompress. Yep. I'm not playing like a drug addict where people are like, oh, you know, I'm just going to sit inside and watch TV all day. I'm like, what the fuck are you wasting? Get outside. Yeah, not even get outside. Just do something. Oh, listen, I got I to gotta be honest with you. I'm a big outdoorsman. You yep. and I have spoken yep, about absolutely. this. I believe 100% you need to get your ass into the woods. I believe, and I'm one of those, and Leo will attest to this. I am not comfortable in in like in this in 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 pe- with people so get me in the woods i i feel like i'm at home yeah i go it's out into the woods primal. you need it is a very cleansing feeling mm-hmm. because you there's no distractions there's no phone there's no people there's no there's birds there's fresh air there's when i go up when i go camping to me it is the ultimate disconnect yeah and you just feel like you're you're al- I feel like I'm alive. I just feel, like- and I read that someplace where they were like somebody. It was some big wig was talking about it. And he was like, "If you could give advice to a younger generation, what would you tell them?" And he's like, "Go outside, go into the woods. Yeah, sit down, sit Absolutely. on a log, sit by a lake, and just take it all in. Yeah, it's a very cleansing feel. And to me, I, I 100% attest to it. Yep, I agree too. I mean, I've I have a pretty decent background of camping and hiking and things like that and it is so nice to unplug 
because and and I get it. I live in technology. Literally live in technology. Yeah. Every hour of the day, I need to see the coolest fucking thing. I saw Microsoft's new laptop today. I was like, oh shit, that's pretty cool. But it's so nice to just and it's and it's super hard in this field. I mean, I, I've had conversations with people, and I don't know if you were there for for that day in class, but. The lady's like, oh, you know, like if if I miss an email, I'll get to it tomorrow or whatever. I'm like, you have fucking two, maybe three hours to get back to me. If you don't, I'll lose my shit because I need to know that information now. And right. making a phone call takes too fucking long when and, – and who knows? You could be in a meeting, this, that, and the other thing. So now I'm talking to a secretary and that could be a five-minute conversation. We're talking to the wrong person that I don't need to talk to. I, I need that data. I need that information immediately. But it is so nice to just – Turn my phone, flip it upside down, and I'm I'm gonna do this and and just who the fuck cares at this Use point? Use it as a coaster. Yep. Yeah. Yeah. Well, <laughs> it's an expensive fucking coaster. I'll tell you that much. Shit. Um. But it's and it to bring it all back. It it really is situational awareness. You have to see yeah. what's going on around you. Not so much. Don't let your guard down because you should always have a guard up of in case something does happen, whatever it may be. But you should know what's going on. Who is who is where? Who is this? What's going on? What what's going on in in the fucking world that you're living in? I mean, so many people. I just saw a girl post a video the other day, and it was whatever an, an of anti video against somebody doing budget co- cuts or whatever. And I'm like, you just shared this video, and you have no knowledge of it. And I called her out on it. And I was yeah. like, I'm like, look, I don't particularly want to start a war here or anything like that. But I'm like, you have done no research. But we're in that world where everybody has a, a has a voice now, oh. and everyone can talk shit when they don't even know what the hell they're talking about. Yeah, and I'm not. Hey, uh, by no by, and I have been ca- wrong countless times. But I will admit, or I'll take something down if I'm wrong. Or Harrison, I'll, I'm gonna I'm gonna share something with you. Yeah, I did roadway engineering for a while for a company called Wiley Engineering, and our job was to go. You, do you know what a black dot circle is? No. It's a it's a it's an intersection where there's a lot of accidents. Okay. So our job was to fix to go to those sites, mm-hmm. get all the police reports from all the accidents mm-hmm. and get an idea as to what's going on there so that we could fix it. Oh, that's pretty cool. Yeah. It was interesting. Who would have thought that existed? You know what I learned? What? Nobody takes responsibility for their bullshit. Oh, my God. It's so sad. I'm going to tell you. I've read every single accident. I, we were going through accident reports, just reading accident reports. Out of a hundred accident reports that I read, maybe two said, "Yep, my fault. I fucked up." The rest of them, oh, he was traveling at a high rate of speed. Oh, he was this. They were doing that. No one says it's their fault. No one, and that's, and that's what we live crazy. in. No one accepts responsibility for their own bullshit. And until you get to that point where, if I'm talking to you, and I, and this is one of the things why I don't talk about shit I, if i don't know it i'm not gonna talk about it yep because i don't know what the hell i'm talking about yep. politics i'm the first one to tell you i know dick about politics <laughs> dick. <laughs> i know nothing about politics so i'm not gonna get out there and say all right this blah 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 because there's so many things that are tied to that spe- they shouldn't close this warehouse down because of all the people that are gonna lose their jobs but you don't know what the fuck the backstory is you have zero idea and everything's taken out of, and the craziest thing is too is everything's taken out of context yeah. I mean, it, and that was this. It was like, oh, you know, this person's cutting cutting federal budget spending on schools. It's like, okay, well, the video did a great job at presenting that, but the story is they're going to give the states more money to help the the schools. It's just not coming from the feds. It's coming from the state. So the state, because the state's managing the curriculums. 
And I was just like, well, that was really dumb. Not but saying they, I'm a pro, but no. I'm like, well, why would you? Sh-? But that's just it. People are just talking to talk. They're yeah. not talking because they know what they're talking about. <sighs> and that's the part that drives me crazy. And then when you call them out, they get all offensive. They don't, they don't really talk about it. They get very defensive. They don't know why. Yeah. But they're just going to spew it Ugh. without really understanding the topic. Yep. To me, that's bullshit. I agree. No, I agree. And and it doesn't have to be politics. It could, be, it could really be anything. I mean, I see it, it all the time. I, I see it all the time. And it's it's just like, well, why why would you why would you either say that or share that? And 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 don't get me wrong, I'm a fucking internet troll. But I know I'm an internet <laughs> troll. Like, and I'm not the most well read, but I'm moderately well read in a lot of things. And and this this podcast helps immensely because I get to meet people like you, Billy, and everybody else that I've yeah. had on. Where I might not be a pro, but I learned a fuckload about health from Dr. Barron. I learned a shitload about mortgages right now and, and Billy's life and how it related how it's relating to me and books to read and things like that. So you take all that data in. You have to process it and and I always relate it back to like sharpening a knife. You just, you've got to stay on that cutting edge yep. because the moment you you beat the shit out of that thing and you don't keep refining it, you're just going to fall out of it. Yep. Agreed. You're just going to fall out. It's it's a fucking weird world. Flat Earth? It is a real world. Oh, flat Earth <laughs> flat Earth theory. I love it. <laughs> I was oh my god. After after Tim was on we we've been we've been texting since, uh, because of that gay dating website. But uh <laughs> bring it all the way back. This shit's gonna haunt us. You realize this, right? Oh, somebody's gonna take it out of context and be like, Oh, fucking Tim and Harrison were on a gay dating website, that's how they met Billy. They're fucking gay. That's why they believe in flat earth. And uh <laughs> We, and I would just come across things. It was like flat Earth, and it was there was one video, one photo I sent you, and immediately as soon as I saw it, I, oh, I was laughed. Dying. That was a great. Picture. And it was um, it was two astronauts in space. Oh. And it was like a little cartoon drawing, and one dude looks down and goes, "Wow, the Earth is round." And there's a guy behind him with a gun at his head, <laughs> like, and and then there's another clip underneath where it just he's dead, and it's like no one can know. And I was like, "Oh my god." Yeah, they're taking this shit out of context. It's so funny to hear this stuff. Some of the stuff that you and, and you read, there was who was I was just listening to another podcast. I and I gotta tell you, the podcast thing just snowballs for me because I'll listen to one. Oh, it's bad. And they'll talk about another one and, and I'm like, all right. I talk. get angry when people are in my car now. Yeah. Because yeah, yeah. I don't want them to like I like listening to podcasts and I don't mind listening to with somebody else. Yeah. But they fucking talk during yeah, it, yeah. and I get so. No, no, no there's no talking. Yeah, uh, <laughs> this is like a movie. Shut the fuck up, and I'm learning. <laughs> yep, that's me. That's me in my car whenever I'm driving. So now I'm like listening to different podcasts uh-huh. from different. Do- like there's a doctor of this, and then you know, yep. it's just unbelievable stuff. Like one after another. Um, one of my buddies did I? Oh, I showed you the text. My buddy bought the book for um, what's his name? Neil Tyson the Grass. Neil he just bought his book. Yep, yep. And uh, he sends me a text. He bought it. He was at the airport. He's getting ready. Well, to fly a, it's out like the the quick guide to astrophysics, or the handheld guide to astrophysics. Yeah, it's uh, astrophysics people on the go physics for the people on the go. Or yeah, yeah, yeah. Like yep, yep. Yeah, he got it. And he's uh, he's going to tell me what it's like. But I'm dying to, to read it because I think that guy is tremendous. He not only is he very smart. But he's very easy to understand. Yes, that's why he's so famous. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He's he. Most he, people can't comprehend astrophysics. Uh, no, I couldn't. I wouldn't even be able to. I wouldn't. I no idea. Really? I feel like I could probably kind of ride that horse. <sighs> I, I would not be a if pro. He, if it's him, yes. But someone else talking, 
I had an interesting thing happen to me in a, at a very young age with teachers. Teachers provide a tremendous service. Yes. But I find that there's a lot of teachers out there that are using the job as just a job. To them, it's like they come in, they do their thing, they go home, nothing else. So math, to me, when I was going through high school, I hated math. Yeah. I sucked at math. Yep. And I always thought it was just me. I'm like, I just I just don't know math. Mm-hmm. Zero interest for math. I want nothing to do with it. And looking back, so looking back, I, I was really good at history. And when I now when I look back, that teacher was amazing. He was really good at what he did. He made it very, very interesting for us where you're like on the edge of our seat. And let me tell you something. A nerd, I was not. Yeah. I was in the back. <laughs> I sat in the back of the class. I had the Adidas on. I had the, 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 the Playboy hat on. The funny thing is, it was me and two of other of my friends. We aced tests. We would take out the nerds. The yeah. nerds were pissed at us <laughs> because we were the ones that were... And, and the teacher Just would even say it. Like, because we... We liked it. We understood yeah. it. And even the teacher was like, I don't know how you fucking nitwits get you know, straight A's in my class. Mm-hmm. And it was because of how he did it. So fast forward, when I went through school, after I got out of the military, I went to school for electronics. And when we got to the part where it was math, I went up to the instructor and I was like, look, I'm just going to be completely honest with you. I suck at math. Mm-hmm. I, I'm just, you know, and he's like, don't even worry about it. I fucking aced it. Yeah, I aced it's the teacher. it. It was the teacher. Yep. The so teacher the whole time makes the I'm class. thinking it was me. I'm like I'm the moron. He, he, I had. As a matter of fact, it got to the point where I was teaching other people in the class. Mm-hmm. And that's when you get even better at right. that shit. Exactly, because when you teach it, you learn it. So that was a to me, it was an, an awakening for me where I was like, "Holy shit!" Like if you're a teacher, take pride in what you do. And I know it's difficult. Trust me. I mean, these teachers were dealing with me. I was not easy. <laughs> but take pride and 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 make it and try to connect. Because if you're not connecting with them, you're not. You just it's nothing. You're not. You're not getting anything across. Yeah. You're doing your job, but you're doing a disservice. Absolutely, absolutely. The uh, it, it's cops, teachers have the hardest have the hardest job in the world. Firemen, firemen. Yeah, it's a little more. It's it's risky as shit. But to have that ability to work with people. Firemen, we get to go into a building. Nobody's really ever in the building right. unless we're pulling them out. But we never really have to deal with the people. Cops and teachers, fuck. Cops, no matter what they do, you could be the best cop in the world. Thankless. But, oh, so fucking thankless. It's thankless. And, and you know what? The, the crazy thing is that, and I get it, because I like I said, I've got a friend who's a, who's a police officer, and, and I, I know the bullshit that he goes through. I, I completely understand, and the general public can be a bunch of assholes, and you know everybody's got that. Like I said, nobody takes responsibility for what they do. You were speeding, and you get pulled over, and then you give the cop a hard time. Why are you giving the cop a hard time? If it wasn't that for you speeding, he wouldn't pull you over. Yeah. Or you weren't texting, and he wouldn't pull you over. So take it, you, take responsibility for your own fuck up, mm-hmm. and just be like, you know what, you got me. I fucked up, and I'm and it's my ticket. You know, yep. it's, falls on me. That's one thing, and I hate the camera lights, but I got to be honest with you, it's one thing that I think is is good, because who are you gonna bitch to? Nobody. Yeah. You can't. You can't yell at the cop. You can't fight the ticket. If you got the ticket, it's because you fucked up. Yep. It's because you fucked up. Yep. You didn't abide so, by the rules. Right, exactly. So stop at the fucking light 
and you won't get a ticket. Mm-hmm. You know, you bitch and complain. And I've gotten my share, trust me. I've gotten my <laughs> share of red light tickets. But at the end of the day, it makes you for- face yourself and be like, yeah, I did it. I did it to myself. Yeah. Oh, oh yeah, you know, it's fucking cop. What, what is. I have a lot of friends that are cops. Yeah, a sure. lot of friends. And the shit that they deal with, I'm like, dude, how do you, like, how do you not fucking lose it? Like, <laughs> like, what. That person was so fucking dumb. How did you not go crazy? I, I can't even imagine. Trust me. I dealt with, when I was uh, working in the, in the mortgage industry, I dealt with people on a daily basis. Mm-hmm. And uh, even some of them, you know, you you, you, you you like sit back and go, I don't, I have no idea. I mean, did your family or your parents have any kids that lived? Because you're like brain dead. Like, you're not listening to what I'm, t- and, then, and then they turn it on you. Uh-huh. Like, I would tell people, Simple things. Mm-hmm. You you want to buy a house? Yes. You're serious about buying a house? Yes. Okay. So here's what we're going to do. So no big purchases from now until you buy the house. Mm-hmm. Wait to buy any big things. No big deposits. Don't do anything crazy. You don't want to raise any flags with the banks. Like the minute you make a big deposit, they're going to ask you where that money came from. And then that's going to open a bag of worms because now they need to know where the money came from. They're going to need to see bank statements of where it came from. If it was a gift from somebody, where'd the money come from from on their end? Mm-hmm. It's the kind of shit that you don't want anything to do with. No big purchases. I had this one guy who goes in and buys a brand new truck. And then he doesn't qualify for the mortgage. And it's my fault. And I go, hold on a second. Your debt to income ratio just went through the roof mm-hmm. because you bought that truck. That's a thousand dollar monthly payment, and it's my fault. Yeah, yeah equation that yeah. doesn't work. Yep. But yeah. it's that kind of and and police officers just deal with bullshit. Oh my all god, the day, shit that I could only imagine that all they, day long. Even the stories I hear, I'm a, and I can't. I mean, there's a point in which I can't tell them, but it's like the sh- I'm like. I'm like, this fucking person really thought that that was a good idea? I'm like, what fucking would cross your mind? Like, and and I just kind of had an epiphany. It's like, imagine everybody was your brother. Literally. Okay, if I get pulled over. Well, it's by my brother. Well, why do I have to be a dick to the guy? Why can't I just treat him like he's my brother? Hey, man, you know what? Like, I fucked up. I'm, I apologize. Uh, you know, I, I got a little carried away. Like, you're doing your job. Like, the cop is doing their job. They get paid Correct. to give out tickets. They get paid to enforce the law they get teachers they get paid to teach students some teachers now take their job and go above and beyond same thing like cops some cops go above and beyond and really go to help the the extra mile to help people same thing with teachers and it's and teachers i guess there's a more thankful job but some people just ride that wave of just wait until my pension kicks yeah, in and all. then on see you later and i'm like what the fuck you literally control the next generation of thinkers yep. and this is what you're gonna do like you don't want it go find something else it's not that right. hard to find a better job just take time and what you do and, the, and to the boys in blue just keep doing your job you guys yeah. are doing a bang up job I mean uh, thankful as fuck for our police yeah, military exactly. and firemen anybody has a problem with them don't call them when you need them oh that's my favorite <laughs> that's the best one is uh it's like oh you know fucking cops it's like well who's the first one who's the first one to uh you call it's the yep. police and then, uh, and then my other favorite one is, well, why the fuck do you need a gun? Um, I'm pretty certain when you call 911, people with guns come. Yeah. Uh, uh, hello, wouldn't you rather just defend yourself instead of waiting seven minutes for somebody to get there? I say seven minutes because we live on Long Island. We're not. Yeah. I was in Florida uh, last year. Last year, I think. I don't even. Everything's a fucking blur at this point. But we were in Florida last year, and we went to this 
ghetto fucking backyard, like like water park. I mean, this dude, the slide is made out of sheet metal and fucking <laughs> PVC on the side. Rope swing nice. hanging from a tree. Yeah, yeah. And this dude fucked his ankle up. Went down, landed, like, legs straight down, ankle and foot, not even, like, below it, like, on the side. Like, fucked up, man. And, uh, and not to shit on their EMS system, but these two dudes, I mean, they're fucking 400 pounds. They're sweating, walking to the dude, and it's like 40 yards. They told him to walk it off. Yeah. (laughs) And, uh, oh, God. And, uh, the EMTs come over, two fluffy fucking fellows. And I was like, uh, and I was an EMT at the time, like, look, you know, you need this, 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 this. If you can grab me, I was like, I started, started to immobilize, whatever. And he's like, no, 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 we have to check it out. I'm like, okay, look, whatever. That's your SOP standard, standard operating procedure. And they come over and this fucking poor dude screaming in agony. I'm like, I'm like, how far away is the hospital? Like, oh, it's about an hour. I'm like, you have to wait a fucking hour. And then that's if they even can prescribe you morphine to get over the fucking pain that you're in. I'm like, dude, that sucks. Like, we're so... Like, God forbid there was a a shooting there or something like that. How long are the boys in blue coming until they come? Like, and then people don't want guns. No, you know, fucking let them... Just let them shoot them. Let them shoot everybody. Why don't we need guns? We don't call people with guns or anything like that. The mentality. Well, what do they say? Common sense isn't that common. Oh my god, it should be uncommon sense, <laughs> unfindable sense for some people because it just doesn't matter how many, how many times they get burned by the fire. It's uh, they'll never figure it out. They keep doing it. Fuck. All right, man. We are an hour, thirty-two minutes. Killed it. it. Up. Killed it. All right. Any uh, final Nailed words? It. Billy Great. fucking gave yeah, his halfway Billy, through. Yeah, Billy's just. Uh, Billy's a gangster. Yeah, he's awesome. Awesome people. He drives a car with the license plate. Flip it. <laughs> Just flipping proper. Like, good for That's fucking it. him. Yeah. Lives and breathes it. Yep. And for you, final words? I'm good. Uh, no, listen, follow me on uh, Instagram, Sherpa, Sherpa Consultants. S-H-E-R-P-A. Yep. Cons- uh, consultants. Fair uh, enough. It's all outdoor stuff. I'm, I'm just big on the outdoors. When I'm not doing logistics, I'm, uh, I'm just trying to be in the outdoors. I don't blame you. We got to go. We got to go shoot. We do have to go shoot. Hurry up, man. What's going on? Fucking A. What are you doing tonight? Oh, you probably don't even have your bow in your car. No, nah, you got live so far away. Walking around, freaking bow in my car. <laughs> uh, trust me, it's, been, it's crossed my mind a handful of times. I'm waiting for like one day for when, when I'm like going to the beach or whatever. Like, dude, what the fuck? You have your bow in here? I'm like, yeah. you never know when I got to fucking shoot something. Yeah, you never know. Like, there could be a target, a person I don't like, a friend <laughs> that I don't like, whatever it is. Dog. I'm just kidding. I would never shoot a dog. Uh, fucking just got to take that thing out. It's not like it. The best part about. We'll go on one one more little tangent, but I think the <laughs> the best part about a bow and arrow is like it doesn't matter how fucking angry you are; it still takes time to shoot it. Gun, you can pull that shit out and yeah. fucking shoot something pretty quick. But you a bow and arrow, you really yeah. gotta. And it's not even something like oh, you know, you could just bang, 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 bang. It's like I have one shot, and then I still have about a five or ten second reload to then aim in to then get another shot off. Yeah. So the uh, bows over everything. Primals, fuck. Do it. All right. Fuckers, I love the shit out of you. This podcast is sponsored by the nerds, as always, and probably always will be forever. Illuminati. <laughs> um, Going to start waking up early next week. And, uh, Good luck with that. Love the fuck out of you guys. I will see you all tomorrow. 
think tomorrow. I think tomorrow I got another one going on. This wow. is fu- yeah, fucking busy week. Yeah, no, no stopping, man. And then uh, have a happy Memorial Day to all the veterans, cops, firemen um, out there, and, and everybody stay safe. Uh, don't drink and drive. Call an Uber or Lyft or or Midnight Riders. Uh, they're they're on Long Island. He's he's gonna be on soon. We were talking about it. Oh yeah, you got him. We're, on? Oh, we're exchanging emails. Nice. We're exchanging emails. It's the first step to dating. He's a crazy kidding. bastard. And uh, oh, is he, oh, you yeah, met yeah, him? Yeah, yeah. Oh boy. Oh yeah, yeah, I know him well. And uh, so whatever, call cab. Don't don't get in, don't drink and drive. It's bad for you. Bad for everybody else. Peace and love.